Ready. Set. Game cast. Welcome to Ready Set Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and maxing and relaxing. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the chillest villainous, Darian. That's me, chilling like a villainous. I wish it was colder. Me too. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> Darian, what have you been playing? Also, Teddy's not on this one. Um, Teddy's not here. Due to scheduling conflicts. Oh, I thought you were going to come up with a cool, like, he's dead again because it keeps to saying that. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. He got frozen. And he's, he's frozen in time. He's, he's frozen in ice block for an amount of time. We put him in a spaceship and and blasted him out, got a blast um, style into space. Got a blast? Yeah, like Jimmy Neutron. Oh, okay. Jimmy Neutron the movie is pretty good. It's got a dope soundtrack. The soundtrack is great. All of the rest of it is bad. <laughs> When's the last time you watched that movie? I accept that challenge. And after this podcast, I will genuinely <laughs> consider watching that. Either that or I will watch another episode of Stranger Things or take a nap. That is the three possible things I will do. After this, I'm hoping to play some Dead by Daylight. Because I had to uninstall PUBG. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you're currently telling me what you've been playing, so continue. I'm doing both. So Dead by Daylight, uh, which is super fun. Ghostface is annoying to play against. Um, PUBG, but I'm not going to be playing it anymore because it keeps blue screening my computer. Sounds fun. It's super fun. It's it's super duper fun. Uh, Teamfight Tactics, which is exciting because they're releasing a ranked mode and also they're releasing a new character for the first time. They're adding Twisted Fate in the next patch. So you don't hate Teamfight Tactics anymore? I never hated Teamfight Tactics. You hated it a little bit. No. <laughs> you were very you were very prejudiced. You're forcing that on me for no reason. <laughs> you are prejudicial towards Teamfight Tactics. Due to your losing your first match. I intentionally lost my first match because I didn't take any time to figure out what was going on. I just jumped in. That's a very Darian thing to do. Um, played a tiny bit of Let's Go. Uh, played a tiny bit of Breath of the Wild. You still haven't beaten Let's Go, right? No, not even a little bit. I'm on the third gym. God. How? 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 You've, you've been spending all your time doing shiny hunting, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that is so, like, dumb to me that people will, like, just go, like, I need to get a shiny version of them all when they haven't even finished the game yet. Like, if you finish your Pokedex, they will give you something that will make sh- catching shinies more likely. But they're just like, no, I need the shinies now. I need to play through the entire game with a full team of shinies or Can else it's not real. Can I transfer all of the Pokemon from my Pokedex into, like, from 
Pokemon Go. Yeah. And that counts. Well, you need to reach you need to reach the place. There's a certain location you have to get mm. to before you can transfer Pokemon in. But you could entirely get your Pokedex from Pokemon Go, and that would be fine. Except I can't, because I don't even have my whole Pokedex <laughs> in Pokemon Go. But I can get some of them. <laughs> yeah, you just need you just need the ones that you haven't caught already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit more Civ Six with my friends, uh, League of Legends, regular and ranked and stuffed, trying to finish that arcade uh, fire mission pack. Oh. And uh, Bryce and I together at a local arcade played a uh, pac-man battle royale <laughs> and it was great <laughs> it's a game uh, where you there's four players i guess it de- there's up to four players it depends on how many people are playing but then you gotta when you get the power pellets you become big and so anybody who hasn't eaten a power pellet is still small so that big big pac-man can eat them so you gotta. It vo- turns them all into ghosty goose. Yeah. See, so it's a deal. It's basically a race to get the power pellets first, and then like there's ways to spawn new power pellets. But also, once you get to the later uh, stages of it, you have to worry about the ghosts because I've I've died to the ghosts a, a few times. And you move super fast. Yeah, that too. It's fucking wild. It's super fun, though. It is fun, though, um, to where another player, and this player's most was mostly Darian, uh, would be, like, chasing me while they're big and I'm small, and I just, like, juke them. Like, I make a, a turn uh, quicker than they can, and they, by the time they catch up, they've shrunk down to my size, and I'm like, aha, now I win. And then would chase after pellets again. Mm-hmm. Um, that arcade was cool. I went to one in Fargo that I liked a little bit more because they had more authentic um, arcade cabinets. This one had a lot of like emulators and stuff. A lot of like, hey, like this is kind of just a PC with a bunch of games on it. Um, maybe with some like cool controllers, but it's not an actual arcade cabinet. Um, and that makes me sad. There was a few legit arcade yeah, cabinets. There was there was a few, and those were my favorite ones. But I would argue uh, there was more legitimate ones than emulators. Uh, I would argue otherwise. No, I disagree. Do you do you want? We'll we'll, uh, we'll find out. We're gonna have to go back, huh? Uh, sure. We'll count. Yep. <laughs> Hello, we're here just to count your machines. <laughs> uh, but overall. Overall, the aesthetic of that place is pretty cool. But I'd uh, mm-hmm. I'd like uh, to trick you to come to the one in Fargo sometime because they have a you bunch don't of. Have to trick. Uh, <laughs> they have a bunch of uh, old machines and new machines. They have they have Dragon's Den and Space Ace. Um, you might recognize Dragon's Den from season two of Stranger Things. It's the game that they're playing uh, on the first episode. You know, it's like it's like ant animated you know it looks mm. like a cartoon yeah like zelda no it's made by don bluth though the animations are by don bluth right i don't remember who did the animations i just know that it's like a cartoon it's also stupid hard it's it's not really like a video game it's just like the entire game is a quick time event and you have to know which you mean dragon's lair 
Oh yeah, Dragon's Lair. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. animated by Don Bluth. Yeah, and and uh, I played Space Ace on the computer when I was younger. It's a lot better to play on computer because you can sit there and go through a bunch, whereas in in the arcade, it's very much like, oh, you died, put in more money, or you're never gonna see how this goes. It, it's a very good eating quarters. <laughs> um, but they have oh god, that's uh. There's a there's a really cool newish arcade cabinet and it's something something black. Um and I can't remember what it's what it's called, but um it it's allows up to six players, three on each team, and like you've got you can win uh with a bunch of different goals like there's a snail at the bottom of the stage that if somebody can ride that snail from the one side of the screen to the other they win but obviously like the players are gonna be like well i'm gonna knock him off the snail um you can just uh exhaust the other team's lives um there's like there's there's a bunch of cool stuff and i really want to try it out like the cabinet is huge and it looks cool but I, you know you need you need the players so um I'd have to get a bunch of people up there. But I go to I go to Fargo to get my hair cut, so I'm up there often. It is a three and a half hour drive from my house. It is a three hour drive from my house. Really? Yeah. I drive six hours to get a haircut. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. I have been playing video games. Um, Dr. Mario World came out, and I'm a games journalist, so I had to try it out. And I don't know. It didn't feel Dr. Mario-ish to me. It felt like they were... Dr. Mario is kind of like Tetris-y, but this kind of felt like... And maybe I'm misremembering how Dr. Mario worked. but Yeah, it, it was just Tetris, but with pills. Yeah, but this this felt Talk like Dr. Mario's just trying to get you addicted to drugs. <laughs> this felt like just kind of like just like puzzles deal. Like there would be viruses on the screen and then you just had to figure out how to uh get rid of them all using the least amount of pills possible. And it was like I don't know. It just, I just wasn't feeling it. Uh but then I was like what was the other like Nintendo games that came out on phone and then I was like oh my girlfriend's always talking about Animal Crossing I'll try the pocket camp thing and I've been playing a little bit of the pocket camp thing and it's fine it's I it's a bunch of go grab a random it's like go grab some fruit go grab some bugs go grab some fish then give it to people and then maybe they'll give you stuff back and it's just it's just a Getting people to like you by giving them stuff simulator. <laughs> um, and I mean, Animal Crossing itself has like real time stuff built in. So that transitioning over to a mobile uh, makes perfect sense. Except they did it bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite the normal game. And I think no one, I guess some people expect it to be. Um, I'll probably end up picking up the normal game, so I'll I'll be able to compare it from that point. Though I would be 
you do connect your Nintendo account to Pocket Camp uh, to save your progress. And I'll be curious if people who play Pocket Camp will get something in the new um, Animal Crossing game. But uh, I've been playing a video game called The Devil's Calculator, which is also a mobile game. Oh, yeah. Forgot to put that on my list. It's on Steam. Um, it's it's going to be at PAX West, and that's what drew it to my attention. It is a math puzzle game, and you are given a calculator, and except it's got all the numbers um, and the decimal point sign and the like plus minus to allow you to make a number negative or not. But instead of the addition, subtraction, multiplication, division symbol, where those would be, you have a diamond symbol. And I'm I'm thinking more symbols show up as you get through the uh, game. But basically, it's a game about figuring out what that diamond symbol does because you have to get to the number 666 because it's the devil's calculator. So uh, sometimes you'll put in like one and then hit the diamond thing and then it'll become two and then you'll put in two and the diamond and it'll get four and then you can go, okay, it's it. this multiplies it by two. So then you just put in three, 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 diamond symbol and then you're at 666. Um, and there's some, some like clever stuff uh, where like, there there was one where uh the diamond the diamond symbol time uh makes everything times 2 but they the number 3 was on fire so you couldn't uh just put in 333 three, three, though you just like the solution to that spoilers is divide 333 three, three in half and put in that <laughs> and then and then hit the symbol twice because then it'll double multiply. Spoilers. <laughs> um, it's a so it's actually made made by a nonprofit to encourage people to like want to learn math. math. Good. Yeah, do math good. Like they give they give it to schools um, and stuff. And I will say, like there are at least one other puzzle, and the puzzle I'm on right now. I think both me and Darian. Um, are stuck on level 10. Although I just yep. I just helped Darren get to level 10. So with but, one thing. You only helped me with one of them. But I did help you get to level 10. Uh but like I'm I'm so clueless about how that what exactly is happening and I so wish I had access to a math teacher to like explain to him how this game works and be like, what do you think is, what do you think this could be? Like, I don't even know where to start on this. <laughs> can you tell me what yeah. this one's doing yes. so that I can solve it? Help me with this video game. <laughs> teach me math, <laughs> teach me math so I can do the video game good. No, the cool thing, okay, so the first 20 levels are free for everybody. And then after that, um, I guess I don't know what happens after that. I'll never get to level 20 because I'm very, very bad at math. So I never have to address that. But they are going to be offering it free to schools and stuff. Yeah, and you can you can buy the game. Um, 
I know. Maybe uh, they are one of the PAX 10, which are kind of these indie games that uh, judges have decided are kind of the most like fun games that were submitted, um, which I, I'm i pretty sure that means they get kind of their own space in the indie mega booth at PAX West. So maybe we can go up to the uh, the people who make this and be like, well, "How do you do? How do you do number ten? <laughs> Teach us, <laughs> please." I bet there's a walkthrough. Probably because it's a video game. I guess, but wouldn't it be cool to go up to the dev of the Devil's Calculator and ask him to be your math teacher? Devil's Calculator walkthrough. Sorry for typing as I'm talking. User guide. Well, this... Is it just nonsense? No, this is the website for the Devil's Calculator. Okay. Uh, and as we all know... Walkthrough and gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> there are video walkthroughs for each level. Oh. This one's 8 through 15 solved. And then it stops. So that's probably good. Yeah. Good enough. Um... Me and the girlfriend played Carly and the Reaper Man, which is a cool um, VR, non-VR game where the there's a player in VR who is the Reaper Man, and he's basically this like floating skeleton head dude. And then there is a person on the sitting at the computer with a controller uh, playing as Carly, and it is a it is a platformer where basically the Reaper Man has to grab blocks and and bridges and stuff and place them so that Carly can jump onto them and and platform through the um course. And it's it's a really cool cooperation and the levels so far have been super tense and also there there was an optional puzzle um that broke my brain for a little bit but when we finally solved it i i felt so smart um and it's a it's a cool game if you have uh vr i think it's both on playstation vr and uh steam like pc vr uh if you have that and have somebody to play with it's a cool one to check out. The uh, aesthetic's cool. And uh, we got through kind of the first area and we'll be playing more. So I'll be able to report back later. Another game that uh, me and the girlfriend played, I, I started playing this myself, um, but I uh, had my girlfriend jump in for one of the levels, uh, is Just Shapes and Beats. And this is kind of a bullet hell style game. But you're pretty much just dodging the attacks. You're not, like, shooting back or anything. You're just trying to survive. And it's all timed to the music. Like, it's got these, like, cool, like, like uh, EDM uh, dance, like, like, I don't know, cool uh, electronic music. Um, and it's all, like, the boss battles. Well, all the things are, like, timed to the music. So the attacks will... Or go in as the beats uh, hit and and I don't know it's it's got a really cool aesthetic and it's really fun to play and it also what's cool about it is that it has a I mean lots of things are cool about it 
Um, but one of the cool features that they thought to do was um, do a party mode, which basically means if you're having a party and want some music, uh, you can set the game to party mode and then it'll just uh, play on the TV, you know, play music and, and you won't ever get a game over a screen. Um, the character will just kind of die and respawn. Um, but then you can you can just set set your controller in front of the TV at the party. And then if somebody is like, huh, this looks cool, they can pick up the controller and then play along and the music will keep going and stuff. Like, So it's a cool, like, you know, non-intrusive thing that you can have going at a party uh, to be playing music and give people, you know, people can pick it up and set it down and it won't affect anything. Um, I, if I ever throw a party, I might have to try that out. Uh, some of these, uh, these next ones I got during the Steam uh, summer, summer sale. Yeah. I don't remember what season it was. <laughs> um, it's winter. Yeah. I picked up Enter the Gungeon because I've heard about it uh, for quite some time. And that is also a like fast-paced um, roguelike shooter, I don't know, bullet hell thing. <laughs> I don't know what the genres are, but it's, it's a wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about Enter the Gungeon? Yeah. You wanted to buy the cabinet and you've never played the game before? Correct. I'm so disappointed in but you. But it's fine because I play the game now. so that I can... Now you've played the game. <laughs> yeah, so now I can, now I can buy the $5,000 oh arcade cabinet. <laughs> I played it now. Let yeah. me. <laughs> Let me get it. Uh, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, I will be excited to proceed more. It's definitely like takes a lot of skill. Um, my girlfriend did try and play that with me. And it went real bad. Went real, real bad. Enter the Gungeon is really difficult. But it's super fun. Yeah, all the all the different guns you can get are, are make make the every run really fun and interesting. Uh I decided to pick up Apollo eleven VR HD because I've heard uh okay things about it. <laughs> and it basically uh is a it's kind of like an educational reenactment of the Apollo 11 mission uh which you know puts you in the the feet of the astronauts um where you're in the shuttle or on the moon uh throughout the uh mission it has a lot of like uh actual historical audio kind of going through and it's very much like something I could see at a museum. It is a very slow pace that kind of tries to give you like, hey, you know, give you the feeling of like, hey, this is the important mission. This isn't really a video game. It's kind of a educational thing. But uh, for what I played, it was it was it was a cool experience. I, I kind of bounced out of like, this is long. This is this is the whole thing. Uh, but maybe I'll I'll uh, finish it out eventually. But the coolest thing I've played recently is A Fisherman's Tale, which is a VR game. And it... Okay. So it's very, I guess, Inception-y. <sighs> okay. So you play as a puppet uh, light, lighthouse keeper. And... Um, 
you have to get to the top of the lighthouse and light it because you know there's somebody out in the water on the, in the storm who, you know, it is going to die because they can't see the lighthouse. Except there's like a series of, of uh, puzzles you have to do because uh, like the door is locked, you have to find the key and stuff. But the real like interesting thing about this is so you're a puppet lighthouse um, keeper and in your lighthouse is a miniature um, version of your lighthouse. And then after the prologue, they kind of reveal that like everything is modeled above and below. So in above you is another lighthouse keeper and you're in their model and below that is it, you can see somebody in your lighthouse model who's mimicking your movements so up and down is all the same like you will literally look up and it'll just be lighthouses all stretching up up into the sky it's so trippy but that that means that um if you want like hey i need a really big version of this object i'm holding you can drop it into your miniature lighthouse which means the guy above you is dropping a really big one onto you into your lighthouse so then you get a really big one or if you need a really small version then you can reach into the tiny lighthouse and pull out a small version um but yeah just like the the way that um the that like bends the puzzles is so cool like there was a point where i needed to grab this this thing in in the water but my my winch wouldn't reach far enough over to grab it and then i was thinking wait i can i can't reach into the one that's on my level but I can reach into the one that is into the tiny lighthouse. So instead, I reach down and grab that out. And it was, I don't know, it is so trippy and so cool. And if you've got VR and like puzzles even a little bit, check out this. I will. The puzzles aren't really that hard. You, like, it's more about the, the spectacle and the experience and the voice acting is so so good the story is cool like it is it is a very very cool um experience uh definitely check out the uh trailer and if you got access to playstation vr or uh normal pc vr uh check it out and now the news darian's been tuned out the entire time <laughs> All right, we're starting with the first uh, first news story. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Um, Cuphead is coming to Netflix as an animated series. Um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, as far as I can tell, we don't actually have that much in terms of details. Uh, we don't know when it's coming, um, but I mean, I guess it has a landing page. It sounds like they've started working on it. So they're, they're animating a show. That could be a long time. 
Um, mm. But it, it seems like it's the people behind Cuphead who are making this isn't some rando. Well, they're helping. The c- game's creators are helping. Yeah, um, I guess. But it looks like it's called The Cuphead Show. And Dave Wasson, Wasson um, who does Mickey Mouse shorts, and Cosmo Sergison, who was apparently an animator for Rocker- Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. I don't know what that is. Is that a movie? Maybe. I know there was a Rocco's Modern Life movie that was coming, did come. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling is an upcoming animated television special based on Joe Murray's Nickelodeon series Rocco's Modern Life. So this is the Ooh. the movie that is coming. Originally slated to premiere in, on Nickelodeon in 2018. Well... <laughs> In May 2019, it was announced that Netflix had acquired the distribution rights to the film. It is slated to be released on August 9th, 2019 on Netflix. All right. That's Rocco's. After being in space for 20 years, Rocco and his friends attempt to conform to an even more modern life and technologically advanced O-Town as Rocco attempts to get his favorite show back on the air. Hell yeah. (laughs) August 9th? August 9th. David, clear my calendar. <laughs> secretary, clear my schedule. Da- David, <laughs> David, my boyfriend and secretary. My life mate. We're not doing anything on August 9th except for I we're actually I'm going to a family event that day. But on the way there or when we get there, we're watching Rocco's Modern Life. Maybe we're getting up early in the morning to watch it. We got to watch this because I bet if enough people watch it, Netflix will acquire the rights for a whole series for Rocco's Modern Life. Can you please stop hitting your table? No. Okay. Anyway, okay, that was the first news story. Next, another cool, exciting thing that's getting not a show, but a movie. Another video game is getting an adaption. (laughs) I think those were the words that Darian was searching for. That's exactly. And we have news about the Mortal Kombat movie, which it will be rated R. There are two things I wanted to say about this. One, that's actually very good because I feel like if you're going to make a Mortal Kombat movie, it needs to be R rated. And B, I'm honestly surprised this is actually being made. Anytime a uh, video game movie is announced, it's just like, yeah. Let let me know when that's uh, in theaters, because well, not only that, I'm, su- I'm surprised that it got announced at this point in time with how badly the last game failed. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the, I think the last few games, pe- so- some people really like. It just doesn't have like a wide audience, like you know, it maybe did the first couple games. I think I think overall. There was definitely some hype for the last Mortal Kombat before it came out. I don't know how people felt after I the think, fact. I, wasn't it the day after it came out, the price dropped $20? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a thing that happened. No one cared about Mortal Kombat 11. It was bad. It just sounds like smart business moves. No. Let me see how much <laughs> it is on Amazon. That's probably probably not a great day to do Today's it. Today's not, yeah. <laughs> Also, I just tried to type Amazon into the Amazon search bar. 
<laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 is currently sold, selling for $47 on Amazon. On the PlayStation. On the PlayStation. Four. On the PlayStation 4, on Xbox, it's 43 And on the Nintendo Switch, for some reason, it's on there and it's 47 Forty-six ninety-six. For some fucking reason, they put Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. I just can't imagine it runs well there. I mean, I get, like, put everything on the Switch. Uh, put everything on the Switch, but also maybe if it doesn't run crappy. Um, But you know what I would like to see on the Nintendo Switch? Team Rocket. Mm-mm. Dude, how dope would a Team Rocket uh, Switch be? None. Okay. It would be none dope. Well, where can I find Team Rocket? Well, it's not officially <laughs> confirmed, but through data mining, people found that Shadow Pokemon and Team Rocket might be coming to Pokemon Go. Also, they hinted at it at the last GoFest where there was a uh, Team Rocket balloon floating over the fest. People did spot Right, and there's a Team Rocket grunt in the game's anniversary art for this year. Oh, I didn't see that. It's really hard to find. I had to look for like a solid five minutes, but there's I know there's at least one. It says grunts in this article. Yep. Maybe it does just say grunt. Nope, a couple of grunts. So there's two. I found one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're just right next to each other. This is great podcasting. Anyway, so Team Rocket is more than likely coming to uh, Pokemon Go and Shadow Pokemon as well. Basically, uh based on dialogue and stuff uh when you go er, uh, the team rocket's gonna appear at pokestops and you can defeat them through an unknown method and they'll abandon the pokemon they battle against you with and then the pokemon in question so it it's probably involves the pokemon battle right well it says through an unknown method yeah but if they they, they abandon the pokemon they battled you with you would assume they battled you with the pokemon Right, but like, is that going to be seen as a gym battle? Is that going to be seen as a trainer battle? Like, I would, I, like, I, I would hope it's a trainer battle, but like, who knows? In the terms of the game, there's no for sure way that it's going to come about. Yeah, but uh, the Pokemon it has an ominous aura and is somewhat different from regular Pokemon. They, they, the data mines also mention purifying the Pokemon, but it's unknown how players will do that. So that's a thing. Hugging it and giving it love. Can I catch it? And also holy water. You purify it? Yes. So that's neat. Well, see, I'm I'm curious if you catch the shadow Pokemon and then purify it later. Like, so you can use it as a shadow. Like buddy? Buddy? Like uh, walking in? Maybe. As buddy? I, I I would think it's maybe more complicated than that. But we'll find out. Yeah. I'm excited. This uh, this is something that players have been asking for for a long time, to have something other than just battling other players. They want, like, a, like, 
computer-controlled faction to be in the game to give like people something to work against and especially gives different factions something to cooperate uh to do together so that's good uh-huh because like there'll be i i've got a friend who's on the red team and i'm on the blue team aka the good team and mm-hmm. uh some would be like hey let's play together but like we can only really play together in the like if we see a yellow gem we can work together to take that down and then and then one of us has to like decide we have to decide of like okay who gets the gem but uh, we that friend's not a good friend why <laughs> they're on the wrong team yeah to be to, yeah uh moving on well some you know this this isn't the only game that's offering a different uh pokemon experience depending on the player there's going to be something new about the new pokemon core game yeah so they're doing something that i <clears throat> they're making it so that there's a different gym depending on which game you have uh, if you have Pokemon Shield, you get Alistair's gym. He's one of the Pokemon gym leaders. And then in Pokemon Sword, you get B. Bay instead. I don't think it's Bay. Is it B? Isn't it B A E? B E A. Oh. And and Bay is B A E. Yes. Might be B. I don't know. I think it's B. Um, Alistair is a, is a ghost type leader, and B is a fighting type leader, and I hate this. Um, I will. I wonder how many. Like, if if this is gonna be just these gym leaders, or if they'll be like every gym leader is going. They're gonna get a completely different set. And what else? If this is different. What else is going to be different? Because this is the first time that they've, to my knowledge, I've been out of the series for a little bit, but to my knowledge, this is the first time that people playing the different versions have a different gameplay experience. Usually, it just comes down to which Pokemon you can catch. Like, there'll be a few Pokemon uh, in each version that are exclusive. But other than that, you're going to encounter the same characters. You're going to go through the same story. But this, they're making different gym leaders, so maybe the story might be a little bit different. They might, like, who knows? Um, no, I think the story is going to be this, uh, still, I mean, the same, basically. But the gym designs are similar, except for the color scheme and gym logo and then the guy inside. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like all the gyms look somewhat similar because they all have this kind of stadium feel to it. Mm-hmm. So even it seems like right, for kinda, Dynamaxing. Yeah, so so it kind of seems like every gym is going to look somewhat similar, which kind of sucks because like seeing how how each gym leader decorated their gym was real cool. But uh, seeing the character the character designs of the gym leaders are cool on their own in this. Uh, in these games. I actually haven't looked at them all that much. 
There's the there's the there's the big guy who's real buff, but he's got a kid's face. There's the there's B who is um lo- there are people who oh there's the there's the water uh gym leader. Nessa. I've already I've already seen people cosplay as her. Nessa. We got Milo, that's the guy, the big body, small face. Nessa, the water type gym leader. B, the fighting type gym leader, and Alistair, the ghost type gym leader. I like uh, B's character design. I am glad she is the sword one because that's the one I'm getting. But it. V- I was going to get sword too, but I want to play against Alistair. Look at him. He looks like a big emo kid. He he does. Well, I want to cosplay him. Well, there is one way that you can get both, and that is if you get both copies the game but why would you want to play like you only have one switch why would you get both copies well what if i told you you could get another switch maybe a smaller switch stop we need to hold on we need to play that back because like that's something else i'm mad about they with sword and shield they announced like a dual yeah like get both versions of the game and it's literally like a penny cheaper than individually getting sword and shield in their own case (laughs) like nintendo's just fucking with us with this game series i i'm convinced they hate us and they're trying to test our patience because everything that they just like they keep adding things that are like progressively worse like please stop i was really excited about this game series but the closer we get to it the more i'm just like maybe i'm gonna sit this one out maybe i'm not gonna try sword and shield i've like i've bought every Pokemon game since black and white, except for black two and white two. I didn't get those because I thought that was dumb. But every other one since then I've partaken in, I've gotten and I've tried and played through a decent amount. And, and I typically take the changes with a grain of salt because I am a longtime Pokemon fan and I, I like to see how they explore and change things. And Game Freak usually does a good Good amount of, like, fun changes to keep it fresh, but also, like, enough callbacks to make it enjoyable. But, like, like why would you put gym leaders specifically in one game versus the other? Like, that's literally just to try to sell games. Like, fuck you. <laughs> the whole thing, the separate deal is, I mean, to a certain extent, there to sell games. And I, I kind of like it. Like, I like that it... It's differentiating the two games a little bit more than, you know, just, oh, you get some Pokemon and then you're just going to trade it and stuff. Um, But yeah, the... Well, that's always been a thing since Gen 1, but they've never made actual game content not accessible without this particular, like, without a version of the game. Like, why should I have to buy Sword to get this gym leader versus shield to get this gym leader like that that just feels bad i mean i don't think the gym leaders is going to change the game that much and if it does that's kind of cool like then you can talk to your friend and be like what was it like fighting the emo did they say some cool stuff man that's that's dope i like cool emo kids i should have got that one but I got no, this one, and now I've got it. It's a- literally just like, okay, well, I can only afford one version of this game, but I'm going to feel bad that I got this one and not that one. I got the feeling of missing out, which is what people are capitalizing on right now. Fuck you, Game Freak. Why are you doing that? You're literally capitalizing on FOMO, which people are just... <sighs> 
taking advantage of over and over again. Like, yeah, sure, let's put more of it into our new series because, like, why not? People are going to feel like they need to buy both. I hate it. It makes me feel bad. I... The closer we get to this game release, the the more I feel like I'm not going to be interested in it by the time we get there. Just, like, all of the different things that they're announcing that are, like, I don't agree with this, that are making me sad. Gosh, now I want to get it. Who's this from? From Pokemon Center? Oh. In Japan. Uh, apparently, if you pre-order Sword and Shield from PokemonCenter.com, you'll receive a free keychain plush of uh, one of the starters: Grookey, Scorbunny, or Sorbel. I would Sobble. like a sk- Sobble. Sobble. Uh Okay. Uh, while not limited to pre-orders, a special bonus will come with the downloadable version of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield from the Nintendo eShop. Twelve Quick Balls, special Pokeballs that. Make your chance of catching a Pokemon higher at the start of battle. Uh, you will receive the code. To get this perk, you have to download Pokemon Sword or Shield from the eShop by the 15th. I thought there was also something you get if you get the dual pack. Uh... Two codes, one per game that will reward you with special items known as Dynamax Crystals. Yeah, yeah. You get the Dynamax crystals, which I believe allow you to Dynamax your Pokemon earlier in the game. You'll get those by in- using the Dynamax Dynamax crystals received via the codes. You'll be able to face Dynamax Larvitar and Dynamax Jongmo in special Max Raid battles. These Pokemon normally can't be encountered until later in the game. Larvitar yeah. won't appear in Pokemon Sword. Great. And Jongmo won't appear in Pokemon Shield during the normal gameplay, but you'll be able to catch them in either version by using these Dynamax crystals. So don't get it backwards, you dumb fucking kids. <laughs> You're going to put the wrong code in the wrong game. You can get this Pokemon that you can't get in the other game. You just got to not do it backwards. You have to remember that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably put the code in the game and it's just going to know what it means. <laughs> Okay, can we talk about the new Switch now? God damn it. Sure. I just so so tilted. Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch Lite, a smaller version of the system that's focused on the platform's portable side. Uh, It's going to come out at $200. It's going to have the Joy-Cons connected. I mean, it's, you know, the Joy-Cons aren't removable. It's all one package. Um, the, it's a smaller, uh, device, uh, at 5.5 inches and weighs less, uh, comes in three colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise. I will say they look dope. Also, speaking of sword and shield, there's going to be a dope sword and shield, uh, version that I very much want. Um, and also the Nintendo switch Lite uh, will have a longer lasting battery life. Uh, ranging from three to seven hours of play, I don't know what the uh, what the normal switch is uh, supposed to come in at. Um, the The Nintendo Switch Lite device can play all games in the Nintendo Switch library that support handheld mode. Uh, Nintendo says, noting that some games will have restrictions. Uh, the Nintendo the Switch Lite doesn't offer HD Rumble support or the IR camera. 
included in the Joy-Cons for the original Nintendo Switch. Uh, not having the IR camera makes, like, the only thing that really used the IR camera was um, the Toy-Cons, to my knowledge. Maybe there were some random games that I don't know about, but I know the Toy-Cons did. I can't think of anything else that did. There's several games that use the H, uh, HD Rumble support. Um, Mario Party, for one. Well, Mario Party, you can't play without detached Joy-Cons, so you would have to get separate Joy-Cons to play Mario Party. Um... And they would need to have HD Rumble because there is a mini game which is, hey, when your controller rumbles the most, press the button. Uh, I'm trying to think if Breath of the Wild used HD Rumble at all. If there was any like shrines. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, they there was. It's not that- significant. Like I mean, you wouldn't miss out on that much. I, there's a little bit in terms of like when you're in boss battles, when you get hit, when you fall, well, I things mean, like that. Yeah, that's just that's just rumble in general. But it's more of the question of can you play the game? Is there a puzzle? Oh, definitely. Or, is there I a puzzle think... or something that uses? I mean, through my gameplay, I don't remember that being a thing where like you have to rely on the vibration. But I haven't completed it, right? Like I don't know if there are yeah. shrines that I missed that rely on that as far as i'm aware though that's not a thing um i think it still has gyro controls uh the 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 switch light will still support external joy con so you can play games that require joy con you just connect uh it to it uh support the switch pro controller the pokeball plus and has built-in gyro controls, which you would need gyro controls to do that one. Or I think a, a couple shrines in uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, it also supports Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and NFC. Um, so yeah, it's it's a simplified like taking out some of the features. Most of the features that you're getting from the detachable Joy Cons, you will still have those features if you i i would think you still have those features if you have a detached joy con like you would think that the switch light can still send the signal to an external joy con and say hey rumble real good still it's just that the joy cons themselves won't detach and they won't feature the rumble the hd rumble um okay so let's talk about this a little bit well it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the normal switch package it should be noted that you are obviously not getting a dock with that because you cannot dock the switch light uh even if you had a dock it would not work um but buying a new dock is like seventy dollars so that's like thir- that plus i mean if you bought if you bought a switch light a dock and jo- separate joy cons you'd be already be way over the cost of a normal switch uh obviously you wouldn't want a dock because it wouldn't work but i'm just like buying the switch as a whole package um 
is you know you're getting a lot of stuff in there that you're not getting from the switch Lite. but i see its value like it is a smaller device it is something that's going to be easier to take on trips it's going to last longer it's cheaper so if you are going you know what i can't um afford 300 dollars, but i can do 200 oh it uh, should also be noted that it does have a proper d-pad uh which apparently i didn't i guess i never noticed that the uh joy cons don't um they have separate buttons um i never noticed but that's been something that people have talked about in relation to the switch light uh and it it's perfect for a kid who wouldn't really be you know who are like we're not gonna you're not gonna be docking your thing anyway you're gonna play it uh, as a portable and you're gonna play it on trips and blah blah blah. you're not gonna be playing on the tv uh something that's cheaper so that if they break it it's not the end of the world or as a second device or as a um like you got a girlfriend who who plays um you know you can get her that or or a boyfriend i don't uh or just like hey i want something that i can leave my normal switch at home and this is for going on trips they haven't they need they're they have mentioned hey we're trying to get it all linked up so you can access your games everywhere but uh they have not there's not currently a system in place to do that um what do you think of the switch light darian um i i have mixed feelings about it um i'm not a fan of the handheld only version basically like one of the big sellers for the switch was that it was both a handheld and a console right like it was for both but it's i'm not it's uh i don't know it seems like they made a lot of weird changes to make it so that they could sell only a a handheld version of their hybrid console and i mean i guess cool to make it more affordable but i feel like it's still too expensive for the amount of features that they're taking out and the versatility that's being taken away i i kind of see it as trying to get 3ds owners to the next device like they're bringing the next pokemon the next core one's going to be on switch it's not going to be on ds and all that but i think some people who play ds want it to be a portable only they do not want a console and they're this is a device for them this is a device for a lot of people that are maybe not people who listen to this podcast or core gamers who are or you know people who probably already bought the switch these are for you know someone who has in either because of money or because they're they would only play it portably um i mean i know at least one person who has told me they have never docked their switch uh so that's whatever oh i will note that like should you buy a separate joy con to my knowledge the only way to to charge a joy con without buying an additional accessory like a Joy-Con charger 
would be to connect it to your switch and then charge your switch so you would have to buy along with the uh joy con you would need to buy a joy con charger so that you can charge your separate joy con so it's there's a lot of like weird stuff about it and like without buying separate joy cons and there's certain games that you won't be able to they're like you know that are that are built for playing on a console or or built built for that like every i think every game is designed to be played in handheld or both i think there's at least one game that uses touch screen that can't be played on on the tv that you have to play in handheld but i don't think there's any game that you can't play in handheld there are games that require a detached joy con but not necessarily can't be played undocked um it's weird to switch Games that don't support handheld. Labo. Super oh. Mario Party. One two switch. Just dance. Fitness boxing. Super Mario Party doesn't support wait, that doesn't support. Only supports docked and tabletop mode. You cannot dock the switch light, nor does it support tabletop mode. So that means you cannot play Super Mario Party on the console as is. This is a this is an article in Digital Trends that is specifically for the Switch Lite. Yeah, yeah. I've already talked about a little bit that you can't play the Mario Party without a detached Joy-Con. And that's probably what they're getting right, at. But you have to play it in table, or either docked or tabletop mode. Yeah, I'm pretty the sure. The Switch Lite does not have tabletop mode. You can't play Super Mario Party on the Switch Lite. The t- tabletop mode is just taking it out of the dock and setting it down. You cannot dock the Switch Lite, nor does it support tabletop mode, so that means you cannot play Super Mario Party on the console as is. You'll want to stand to prop up the Switch Lite up to oh, if you decide to yeah. go the wireless Joy-Con route, and you'll have to buy one or two sets of Joy-Con if you want to play with a full party. You'll wind up spending roughly $250 to get the whole show up and running. Super Mario Party is good, but not that good. Okay, so they're saying you can play Super Mario Party with detached Joy-Cons. It says you have to, you'll want a stand to prop it up. Yes, because it doesn't come with a stand, but you can just, you can set it down or lean it on something. That still works. It it does not have a kickstand like a normal Switch does. They're getting a little bit nitpicky. You can play the, you can technically play the game with it if you buy an attached Joy-Con. Like, I hate, I hate articles that are like, okay, if you're going to go all in, here's what you would have to pay and not... Here's the bare. Here's what it would cost the bare minimum to play this, and the bare minimum would be to get one Joy-Con. That's all you. But would... you can't do Labo. Yeah, you couldn't do Labo because Labo requires a. Well, L- Labo requires the Joy-Cons. It says it won't be supported in Switch Lite. No variety kit. No robot kit. No vehicle kit. No VR kit. Oh. Labo builds require you to detach the Joy-Con yeah. and dock the console in cardboard slots. Yeah, that so you you the Switch Lite A is not the same size as the normal Switch, so it probably wouldn't fit in the s- slots that are are determined. And also, it's not taking off the Joy Cons; they wouldn't fit right, but. I, I don't think people getting this would fuck with Labo anyway. 
Um, I don't know. I think the switch light is a good idea in theory, but in practice, it seems like it's going to cost a lot more for people to enjoy some of the same games, some of the big sellers, I guess, uh, in the same ways. I don't know. It. I, I, I don't have positive feelings for it, but I also have a regular switch, so I don't have to care about what switch light is like for other people, really. Like... If it works for you, cool, but I'm not interested. I will be curious if going forward, games are targeting the Switch Lite. Are like, are they going to not use HD Rumble because they know that some of the devices that could be playing this game won't use HD Rumble? Are they going to not make games that detach the Joy-Cons? I mean, there's not that many games that use the actual HD rumble versus like just regular vibrations yeah. anyway. So I don't think that's going to be a thing that changes really. Like I'm it's going to be like when the PlayStation 2 first came or no, I think I think they first introduced uh, vibrations at all with the first PlayStation and like. It's going to be like that where they release the new controllers and like some games start coming out with it, but the game doesn't require you to have it to enjoy the game. And I'm not saying that's the first time vibration was used in any games ever. I'm just saying that's when I can recall okay. vibrations being they, a thing. They've, they've said it doesn't have HD rumble, but does that mean it has rumble at all? Like, I, I don't think we've got a clear, does it have rumble? It kind of sounds like... I have it, no idea. When they say it doesn't have HD rumble, I kind of assume that it, doesn't, it does not rumble at all. Um, but I, I know. it's going to be something that's going to hit the store shelves and we're going to get a better look at a who's using this and how it actually is for people but i mean this is gonna affect the switch landscape one way or another like going forward developers might you know not want to use features that the switch light doesn't have because that they would be missing out on those consumers but i we're going to say a, a slight thing about it in the topic of the show. And then, uh, but first, I'm going to uh, thank our Patreon producers. Last Geek has a Patreon at patreon.com slash lastgeek. And there are some awesome people who have gone there and given us the low, low price of $5 a month to become a Patreon producer and get a shout out on each and every episode of Ready, Set, Gamecast. Thank you, Aaron C. and Dragons Lucas, for helping make this show possible. And now, topic of the show. Is the Switch Lite a console or a handheld? I mean, Nintendo specifically said it's a handheld. Okay. It's dedicated to handheld play. But the Switch is a, the Switch is a console. The Switch is, but the Switch Lite... Or no, the Switch itself is a hybrid... It is both. The Switch Lite is just a handheld. Well, no. Pe- technically, it can do both. But people are very like, Nintendo has a new console. It's the Switch it's is easier, a- It's going to be referred to as a console if it's just the Switch. But the Switch Lite is specifically a handheld. The Switch is a hybrid console. It's, it's, it's just an interesting, like thing because i i was listening to a a different podcast and they're like nintendo has a new console coming out i'm like 
Is it? And, like, because the Switch is a console, you would think the Switch Lite would be a console because it's a Switch. But, but it's, it's not. But it's not. It's. I don't even know why they're calling it a Switch, honestly. They I should mean, have come up. Because it plays the same games. You're going to yeah, be able to put a Switch. Yeah, but it's not a in... Switch. The idea of the name Switch is because it does both, but the Switch Lite does not. It literally is just a handheld. Like... Just saying Switch Lite is not enough. There are going to be people out there who are fucking stupid and are not going to know what they're buying and are going to be mad. There are there are people uh, are, who are so pissed. They're like, why is it called the Switch if it can't switch? Um, yeah, that's a valid point. Well, there's rumors that a, <laughs> another... Uh, Snow in my chat said it switched from a hybrid to a non-hybrid, so it's still a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can switch it on and off by hitting the power button. That's dumb. It's just a, the Switch Lite is just a handheld. Okay. The Switch itself is a hybrid console. You have to use the word hybrid. It's not just a console. I would I would say it's a console. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't I don't think you need to call it a hybrid. I think you can just shorten it to console. Uh, well, if you disagree, we have a place that you can send in that stuff along with things that you want us to answer. Uh, questions and qu- comments section. Darren, you like to do this. Do you want to do? Oh, do I? Uh, That's no. presumptuous. Fine, I'll do it. No, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> do you want to be a part of the show? Go to readysetgamecast.com forward slash submit to submit a question, comment, or your favorite title for the Switch for us to read on the show. Is it a hybrid? Is it a console? Please just write in and tell me that I'm right so that Bryce leaves me alone. The first question is from <laughs> Fire Turtle. It's a Mary Fuck Kill Disney edition. And it's Aladdin, Prince Eric, and Hercules. Uh I disliked the like I, I very much like Hercules and Aladdin and I don't really care about the Little Mermaid, and also the movie's not about Prince Eric, so I will kill Prince Eric. I will fuck Aladdin, because you know that boy's going to be righteous in the bed. And then I will marry Hercules, because then uh, I got some god... I'm, I'm part god, because I'm, I got some You're god. not part god, because you married a god. Yeah, nope. I've, my in-laws are Hercules gods. Hercules gave in- up his godhood to be with Megara. My my in-laws are gods. That makes me part of the god family. No. No. Yep. yep. Read a book, Bryce. God. I'm reading books it, it, uh, deal with what happens if your, your uh, in-laws are gods. They're not. Okay. You're not related to them. What's yours? Uh, um, gosh. Uh, also, I will say, they'd give some dope uh, Christmas gifts. I, they probably don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> They're Greek gods. <laughs> they, give, they give some dope um, Hercules Day presents. Oh, maybe they do celebrate Christmas. That'd be weird. Well, I guess they celebrate Christmas in Greece. I mean... The, in present they, day. Yeah, they probably didn't celebrate Christmas when, <laughs> when Hercules took place. 
Um, honestly, this one's tough for me because I don't actually feel strongly about any of these people. Um, I feel like Aladdin would be the less, the least misogynistic of the three, just based on his representation in both the movies I've seen him in. He seems like really into female empowerment, um, which is cool. So, I mean, I feel like I would need that for life, but also I'm not really that attracted to him. Like Hercules is a big, big buff man. He's a big buff cheetah puff. He's uh, so he's probably a good lover. So um, and also I also don't give a shit about Prince Eric. I liked like the Little Mermaid is one of my favorite movies. Um, I'm pretty hyped for the remake. I'm excited to see it. Um, but I'm not that wild about Prince Eric. They I they've got to cut cut kiss the girl from the remake, right? No. Have you listened to the lyrics of Kiss the Girl recently? It's a there's a lyric of like um basically like oh she's probably into you uh there's one way to ask and it's not talking about using her words to ask her cuz she could still nod yes or no. You could ask her, "Hey, do you want to kiss me?" and she could nod yes or no. They're probably going to update the lyrics like they did for Aladdin. <laughs> the the song's still got to be in there, but they're going to update it. I could see them maybe playing the tune, maybe not. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, like that, I'm pretty sure that show's still done like on Broadway and stuff, and it's never come to any I mean, I'm sure it's everything comes to have its own controversies, but like, I don't think they've changed anything majorly from the original 1989 score and stuff. So, but you don't know. You never. I don't 100 percent know, but when was the last time you went to Broadway? 2009. Really? What'd you see? Yep, I saw Phantom of the Opera. Was it dope? It was fucking incredible. I'm gonna marry Aladdin. Uh, fuck Hercules and kill Prince Eric final answer question maybe uh this is the name of the person i there, guess <laughs> there was they they seemed to be having issues with the uh google form which was a little bit on me because it seemed to have gotten messed up mm. uh but we don't know who sent it because they thought they were supposed to put if it was a question or comment in the first <laughs> box and then so yeah the question is what the fuck is auto chess and why is it so popular uh it's a game where you select heroes or champions or legends or chess pieces (laughs) with your money and have them battle each other and try not to spend all your money it seems to be a game mode in popular mobas where it takes the the heroes and champions that you're familiar with, but puts them in a different light and makes it so that they automatically fight each other based on like whatever setup you have. I don't know. It's really weird, it's, uh, but it's, it's really addicting. It's super satisfying when you win. Yeah. I mean, it's, and sometimes when you don't win, <laughs> I, it definitely gives you access to these characters in a more, a different and, and I would say more accessible way, like playing League of Legends is a whole bag of worms, but it's it's not that hard but to jump playing in. Team fight tactics is fun. Yeah. I hey, uh, pro tip: don't sell the champion you get in the first carousel. It is a thing you can do, and you'll just automatically lose that round. Don't get any items. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. 
The next question is from question. <laughs> Uh, with the boycott of Amazon going on today and tomorrow, we're recording this on 15 and 16 of July. It's the uh, Prime Amazon Prime days. We are recording this on 15. We're not. We're, we're not recording take- this on both Amazon Prime days. <laughs> we're not taking it two days to record this episode. Are you still going to be promoting Amazon slash Twitch Prime? And if so, what streamers would you recommend? I mean, I'm not going to be actively promoting, but like, if you want to drop me that Twitch Prime sound at twitch.tv forward slash dexterity, I would not be mad. I mean, so. He mentioned the boycott. The Amazon uh, workers are pretty much Amazon warehouse workers are striking uh, today uh, to try and prove their working conditions. Um, And and there are like, hey, to support the strikers, don't support you know Amazon owned uh, products, which obviously Twitch is. But on that same note, like, does Twitch Prime getting getting the money from Twitch Prime only hurts Amazon? It's taking money from Amazon. If you don't give it to a streamer, they're going to keep your money. So if anything, if you want to hurt Amazon, give your Twitch Prime sub to somebody. Do it now. Um, Give it to me. No one ever gives it to me. I don't stream that That's much. That's because you never fucking stream. Well, those. maybe if people gave me their Twitch Prime, I would. Probably not. You hold on. No, 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 no. <sighs> you have to stream to earn that Twitch Prime money. I. You gotta earn that shit. You can't just be like, I need more Twitch Prime money to stream more. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you put in the time. <laughs> But I am. I used to be a more active streamer, and then I kind of focused on pre-recorded stuff just because it works better with my life. I like streaming. Uh, when I mean, that's kind of the problem with streaming is you need to stream regularly so that people show up. And you gotta read your chat. Well, if you don't, you gotta and, not say weird shit. You gotta not scream all the time. Well, if you don't stream regularly, when you do stream, people won't show up. And then regularly, it, yeah, and and if. And then it kind of feels bad to stream and no one shows up, but you got to keep doing it. it. It's a whole thing. I, just... I stream all the time, and I've usually got about three viewers. What we got right now, boys? Oh, we got that six. We got double what we normally have. I'm a pretty shitty streamer, though. So, <laughs> But I'll still take your Twitch Prime sub. You want <laughs> to give it to me? I got pink hair, and I play bad games. I'll have blue hair eventually. I mean, if you actually... I'm going to go to my Twitch following... I'm going to go, please, please, God, I hope this doesn't do what I think it's going to do. Okay, it's fine. I'm going to look at who I am following, and I'm going to shout out some cool people you should check out. And that might involve some scrolling, but I'm going to start with Teddy Chineris. That dude's dope. Uh, you should check out OK Beast. Uh, we've had one of those guys on the show. They're great. They're going to be doing a panel at PAX West We'll be at PAX West. Uh, you should both hang out with us and go to their panel. Um, Uppercut Crit. Uh, that is a reformed um, games journalism website thing that you should check out. Uh, J Jamrog. Uh, J J A M R O G. 
That is a cool, kind of funny best friend. He plays a lot of dope games and has a cool voice. Snowbike Mike is a, like, he's a cool guy. He is very well-loved, and he's got a lot of energy, and he's got pugs, and he's cool. And there's probably other people. Darren, is there anybody you want to shout out? Follow Syru. She's been on our show before. Can you spell it? Uh, S-C-I-R-E-W. Follow. There's a lot of people I don't remember following. <laughs> I'm just trying to dig through the bullshit. Uh, you should follow Grimecraft. He uh, will hopefully be on the show eventually. Did you say Viking Jesus by chance? I haven't mentioned Viking Jesus. Follow Viking Jesus. Also follow Dr. Becker's. Yes, she doesn't stream Follow much. Follow Penguin Von Penguin. Mr. Yep. Penguin Von Penguin. Follow everyone who's been on the show ever before. Yep. Follow all of them. Um, okay. Yep. If Good you, enough. If you can support the boycott, do it. If you're in a situation where you need to take advantage of the deals or you are a Twitch streamer and need that money, like... Do what's best for you, uh, but I very much support the the Amazon workers and hope uh, things work out. But this takes us to housekeeping. Go to lastgeek.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, as well as the video version on youtube.com slash lastgeek. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. Also, I think subscribing, rating, and reviewing is a huge one, but also telling people that you like the show and recommending it to others is also a very, very big one. Word of mouth Tell is... Tell all your friends. Yeah. Also, we're going to be at PAX West, and I'm going to bring a bunch of magnets... If you find us there, if you're there and you're going to PAX West and you find any of us there, we will get you a free magnet. Limit 50. Possibly a sticker? I don't remember if we have stickers. I'll bring... Do you see this mini fridge of magnets, video viewers? I'm going to take every one of them off and bring them with me to PAX West. Also... And 2D Con? Yep, that's in Minneapolis. It will be the week before PAX West. I'm going to focus on PAX West. We're going to that one. That's a big one. If you're going, I think it'd be cool to see you. Also, we might have postcards. I'm working on it. Um, That'll be dope. Uh, Other Last Geek stuff you should check out. Uh, New Game A Corp episode is out there. It was... Guitar Zero. Guitar Zero. (laughs) I can't remember what... (laughs) We did, but yep, it was a guitar zero about going back in time and guitaring. Uh, Last Geek has a merch store. Go to lastgeek.com/slash/merch to check out stickers, t-shirts, <laughs> and even leggings of your favorite Last Geek products, like this podcast. Buy a shirt with my face on it. I'm in there. I'm the blue-haired one. Or buy a poster. Or a poster. Or a blanket. They look or real stickers. dope. Get them, get them framed. I'm on it. Yeah, the leggings are super dope. 
You're right. The poster girl does have no tits. I'm sorry. I'm reading my chat. Um, can we reach out to the artist and have her fix it to put my boobies bigger? Because they're not big enough. <laughs> you could have said that during changes. You had your I'm shot. I'm just kidding. You had your <laughs> just shot. Kidding. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> She's got paint or uh, blue hair. That's pretty dope. Yeah. It's... Also, you can't see the boobies. You're right, though. She has zero, zero tits. There's zero boobies. I just, I was too enamored by the cool, the shoes and the hair. But yeah, no, this is bad. Bad representation of me, Dexterity. I would like to sue. <laughs> Price is done with my shit. <laughs> Where can people find you, Darian? <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash Dexterity. D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E. I'm also on Twitter. I don't put a whole lot there. And Instagram, I also don't put a whole lot there, but I'm on there. Follow me. Tell me you listen to the show and I'll like your tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm on Twitter at Last Geek. I am on uh, Twitch at Last Geek Plays. I'm on Instagram, Last Geek Plays. I'm on Facebook at Last Geek. Facebook.com slash Facebook is dying. It really is. Don't follow him on Facebook. I, I don't. Get off of Facebook. Jump ship. It's going the way of MySpace. I don't post to Facebook. I just have it set so that whatever I post to Instagram automatically gets posted to Facebook. And I also I also have it set up so that whenever I stream, it automatically posts to Facebook. I got that shit automated. So like once a month ish. No, more like once every Facebook followers. Once every three months (laughs) to six. Once a quarter, your Facebook followers are like, hey. <laughs> still alive good to know good to know <laughs> um lastgeek.com will have links to lots of cool stuff like these podcasts and youtube.com slash lastgeek which i've mentioned this a bunch but we're gonna have some dope shit coming out in august and if you subscribe to it you'll see some of that bryce you should have a button on your website that leads to the shop i d- making it do stuff is hard oh, okay. uh, I could probably figure it out but I'll do it later um okay that has been the podcast uh thank you for Darian for coming and <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're welcome <laughs> and uh thank you listener for listening to this uh we will see you again in two weeks also, we're gonna be record. We're gonna be recording on Sundays from now on. Ooh, that's not that significant. I mean, if you want to participate live, I mean, maybe people were busy Monday nights, but they wanted to come to the live. But now, Extra now they can. Days, guys. Mondays coming at you. Yep. And Sunday afternoons, she won't. She'll be streaming the podcast. We'll be streaming RSG instead. Um. Cool. Okay. Thanks for listening. I love you. Bye.